We live? We are live. All right, guys. Episode three, Around the Cooler. We did it. Pretty cool. Uh, we're live officially as of Wendy last week. Yep. Yeah. On Spotify, on all the streaming platforms, I guess you would say, right? That's right. Yeah, Most we're on Spotify's the big one. Are we on Apple yet? No, we have to do that whole application for that thing. It's kind of a pain in the ass. And then they review it. I actually haven't even done anything towards that. So that's all right. What do you even do here? <laughs> <laughs> big thing is, guys, we are live and you can listen to us on Spotify, like you mentioned, which is a huge um, success in its own right for us. We have been talking about doing this for a long time and it's finally coming to fruition, which is really cool to see. And before we go any further, I just want to touch on that just a little bit in terms of our listeners. Our family and friends are mainly our listeners, right? We don't have a huge following as of yet. And our seven bot friends on Twitter. Nice. But they, yes. uh, yeah, so we just want to say thank you to you guys for listening and providing feedback. Uh, we take it very seriously, and we value it, and we just appreciate you guys listening. And hopefully, you'll be with us the rest of the way. And for anyone that's not our family and actually listen to us thanks for jumping on the train early and uh join yeah. us for this ride yeah. we're gonna have some fun and especially like i said big shout out to veronica the bot yeah <laughs> our, our one, jennifer our X- lone jennifer xl follower <laughs> our one man follower. i don't know what we do without her i nah, did we're up to like 10 or 11 followers are we yeah nice, nice dude that's pretty cool all right well anyways guys yes big thank you again to family and friends very much appreciated and love uh, before we get into this episode, guys, this is going to be a draft recap episode. So we're going to look at, you know, players we loved, uh, landing where they did, you know, spots that we didn't like necessarily for some players. Um, but before we get into that, it's been a week since our last recording and some big news has happened in the NFL. Most notably, uh, guys, Aaron Rodgers, part of Gang Green. Finally happened. Finally happened. It took long enough, but he's finally there. He finally bitched enough where they traded him. Yeah. What's the immediate reaction from you guys from a fantasy perspective about Aaron Rodgers being in New York? Uh, I I don't like Aaron Rodgers as a person. So <laughs> I'm just going to start there. Why? But he just, he just complains a lot, man. And he's like... He he's does not, have a bit of the, a prima donna. Yeah, he's not the guy attitude. like... He's always... It seems like he's always first to put the problems elsewhere other than accept accountability that he sucks. You know, how many NFC championship games has he failed? Has he uh, blown, basically? A lot. Yeah. But for a fantasy perspective, um, he's going to a situation where there's way more talent at the receivers there, right? Is there, though? I think so. He brought over his buddy, Alan Lazard. Okay. And, and who, who, does he, who does he necessarily overshadow what from Green Bay? From Green Bay. Who is his comp to, in Green Bay that you would say? Alan so Lazard? Alan Lazard's comp in Green Bay is who? Romeo Dobbs. Romeo Dobbs. Um, okay, so yeah. you're saying that he's better than Romeo Dobbs, essentially, right? Uh, I think right now, probably. Romeo Dobbs is uh, going to be a second-year receiver, so he's probably still a little green behind the ears. Right. That, and then they also got Christian Watson in Green Bay. Yeah. That's pretty good. And that's the equivalent to who? A poor man, Garrett Wilson, baby. Yeah, that's right. Poor man, Garrett Wilson. Garrett Wilson. Yeah. I also like Garrett Wilson a ton. Uh, yeah. As you guys know, he was my probably number one target in Dynasty last year but i was forced to go running back so i mean that wasn't a bad move though that's that, i mean that was goes it to the next he's point. not playing dude so <laughs> <laughs> also well, on the jets yeah. he's on the jets I, I think the situation there's better than it was in green bay okay maybe marginally but what is substantially better there is the defense okay so 
Do you? This is, this is a you? good move for all the fantasy football owners of the New York Jet players because this is going to improve Brees Hall. This is going to improve Garrett Wilson. If Corey Davis is still catching passes out there, that's going to improve his situation. That yep. guy's still playing football? Yeah. A- Aaron Rodgers, to me, is who he is. Now, he's been a really good fantasy football quarterback for the past decade. But last year, we finally started to see the drop-off where he yep. was outside of the top 10. And I expect him to stay outside of the top 10, but he's going to boost all the weapons around him. Right. Okay. I think Garrett Wilson takes the jump to possible superstardom here. I think he's going to slide into the top 10 for wide receivers, PPR format. I think Brees Hall, it's going to protect him a little bit because they're going to be able to move the ball more and Zach Wilson isn't throwing INTs and turning the ball over and getting sacked. So I think they're going to, they, they want to run the ball, right? They want to run the ball. They're going to, that's a run first team. Mm-hmm. But the nice thing is they're going to be able to run the ball and they could also rely on the pass now. Like they were very, they were too one dimensional right. last year. With uh, Zach Wilson and company, so Zach Wilson. Yeah, what's that guy gonna be doing now? He's gonna be holding Aaron Rodgers' jock strap, dude. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say maybe he can start a like escort oh. business in New York. He'd probably make a killing, like Milk. my, yep. my yep. mommy escorts or something. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> he'd he'd kill it out there, dude. Yeah. I mean, all the a bunch of cougs out in New York looking for good times with young guns. Um, cool guys. Yeah. So who we'll do see you, what happens? Real quick, who do you draft? <clears throat> Jordan Love or Aaron Rodgers? Fantasy. Ooh, I'm going Aaron Rodgers. We still don't know what yeah. we're going to get from yeah. Jordan Love. Aaron. He's yeah. green behind the it's ears. All so. things are the same in like you're drafting late and you're looking for a second quarterback or even Aaron Rodgers is your one because you've waited to the 16th round to draft one. Yeah. Yeah. You know? yeah and I think like, um, yeah, kind of like what Frank's saying, you can do obviously better than Aaron Rodgers this year, but you can also do a lot worse. Yeah. So um, I think he's good for 20 every week. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see how it plays out. It's a good football move. It is a good yeah, football move. Good football move for sure. Yeah. All right, guys. Moving along. Lamar. Other big news of the week. Lamar Jackson re-signing in Baltimore. Again, immediate reactions. What do you think? Is he going to do anything this year? He got a better supporting cast. Odell's there. They drafted Zay Flowers, so I know we'll get in, into it a little bit with him. Do you guys see anything fantasy relevant-wise for I Lamar? Think, I think Lamar is who he is. We've already seen peak Lamar, Yeah. in my opinion. He had that one incredible year. That's that year you drafted him in like the sixth, yeah, like the fourteenth round, round, and I won. Yeah, that was badass. So, but Lamar's injury prone. He could kind of throw. He's not a good quarterback when the team falls behind. So you don't want to see him in a shootout. Mm -hmm. He's a he's the dual threat. He's he's that guy that we love because their rushing upside is so high. Yep. That that is the difference maker when you're trying to find your fantasy quarterback. Yep. The problem is Lamar. No, everyone remembers that year, which was probably, what, four years ago. Mm-hmm. So he's going to get drafted early again, but his in, his inconsistencies are just – he's all over the map, man. I mean, like, they keep adding all these weapons, and frankly, I'm like, Odell, like, what have you done for me lately? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nothing, right? Mark Andrews is good when Lamar plays. Lamar keeps getting hurt, yep. right? I understand why Baltimore didn't want to pay him all that money. I mean, in the end, they paid him a shit ton of money. But I but I understand I understand the fight. Frankly, I'm like move on, Baltimore. You'll find someone else. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you, man. Because the shitty thing is in Baltimore is probably the reason why they just decided to resign him is that they built that team so much to be around to be around what Lamar Jackson needs. That if they were to scrap him, they basically got to start from ground zero and scrap the whole football program. And 
you know, rebuild the team. So, yeah, it's a shitload of money. $185 million guaranteed, 260 over five for a guy who's going to play, what, know, 70% man. of the uh, 70, 75% of games? I think Brady's on this train with me where being that Lamar owner and watched him go nuclear that that year, <laughs> thinking, like, this is it. Like, this guy's yeah. the next that fan, wasn't fantasy even like, football quarterback one for the next five years. Yeah. And then being on the other side of the other side of the fence and watching him crash back down to earth yep. and just being average because that's what he's been. Honestly, yeah. he's been average when he plays a flash game here, flash game there still can't throw. <laughs> you know, he's averaging what yeah. one passing touchdown a game. You want your quarterback yeah. to average one passing touchdown a game. Like, no man, not good enough for me. Definitely not. good. I remember when either. we were sitting at uh, fast times, many, many Sundays oh. and how pissed off you were at Lamar Jackson every week. I mean, I seem to have a knack for finding players on their down years, dude. It's just <laughs> unbelievable. Lamar, Brandon Cooks, the list goes on and on. Russell on. Wilson. Russell Wilson, Javante <laughs> Williams, torn ACL. Michael Williams has no quarterback. <laughs> or not Michael Williams, excuse me, Michael Pittman. Uh, yeah, I'm with you guys. I don't think Lamar – I mean, I will say what's interesting about Lamar last year – for all the shit we've kind of just been talking on him, he still finished as a top five fantasy quarterback. I'm pretty sure. How he only played yeah, what half because he went. Uh, he was he was really good like those six weeks. That that's what played. I'm talking about. That's right. what I'm talking about. He blew up those first six weeks. Yep. So yeah, maybe not top five, but, but most of I'd that be, was one game. I'd be interested to see what his stats are. I don't know if it's top five. I think I want to say I heard it was top he five. Probably on a per average basis for the games maybe. that he played was top five. Yeah, yeah, maybe. You know, but um. Yeah, I don't like you guys said. He's not doing shit with his arm. The Odell signing was baffling to me. But you got to think, all that fifteen mil is guaranteed. So they're obviously going to get him involved somehow in that in that offense. Well, he's the focal point of the offense. You know, Odell. Oh, sorry. I would. I was, I'm thinking Lamar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Lamar's the focal Odell, point. Odell. No, no. It, it's J.K. Dobbins. It's the rushing game. The rushing attack. Yeah. That's a running team. Lamar is the focal point of the offense, right. which is the problem. Right? right. We. You don't want your. I mean. Your quarterback needs to be able to throw the ball, and he can't throw the ball. Here's the thing. From a fantasy football standpoint, rushing quarterbacks are king. Those dual-threat quarterbacks are king, and that's what the category that Lamar falls into. Now, the big difference between Lamar and Hurts is consistency. Jalen Hurts has developed consistency and trust over these last two years. I would take Hurts over Jackson. And ultimately, Jackson's probably going to slide into round five, six, seven. And... I'm a big trust guy, and I don't trust Lamar Jackson anymore. So I think I would rather take a Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, like a high-end throwing quarterback, over the risky dual-threat option that Lamar is. Yeah. I'm with you. I have no qualms there. Cool. All right, guys. Last bit of news here to get into before we get into the draft recap. This kind of touches on the draft, actually. DeAndre Swift, now in Philly. The main eagle has landed. What are you guys' thoughts on DeAndre in Philadelphia, and is it his backfield moving forward? Well, that was a, that was a very weird draft day to begin with when Detroit went with Gibbs, right? And then you're like, well, what the hell are they going to do with Swift? And they Swift uh, shipped Swift out to Philly. And I, I think, D, you're probably going to talk about it. The guy's just like, we're just not soft. It wasn't their guy that they drafted there. and You know, I just feel like it's – probably good that swift move on yeah because you could kind of just see it like you got to remember swift was not dan campbell's guy remember swift was drafted by the previous regime and they just frankly never meshed you know campbell's a really high t coach he likes his team to be physical and that's just not swift 
And I remember watching Hard Knocks the previous season and their coach, Deuce Staley, is getting all pissed off at Swift for not having that dog in him, you know? And then he's saying that he lacks confidence and shit. Like, Which is weird because he went to Georgia. He's got plenty of dog in him, dude. You would think, but <laughs> apparently not. Yeah. Uh, but that was the moment when I knew Swift wasn't going to be the guy there. Um, and that's hard for me because when you watch the tape, Swift is so damn talented. Like he's, to me, he has one of the highest ceilings for a young running back. He's a true dual threat. He could run, he could catch. And he always has those flash games. You're like, God damn, this kid looks good. But then eventually he gets hurt. Yeah. You know, and now he lands in a crowded Philly backfield. I think the cream will rise to the top. He's cause he's the most talented back on that team now, but Philly loves to rotate their backs through. So you really don't know what kind of role they're going to play. I mean, from a fantasy standpoint, I think his ceiling is going to be Miles Sanders from production. And when I'm just talking production here. Yeah. That's a great ceiling, though. Last year, Miles Sanders had a great great year. But I don't don't know if he stays on that team. Yeah. DeAndre? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, They like Kenneth Gainwell. I like Kenneth Gainwell, so. Yeah, I like DeAndre, too. And if you look at his stats in Detroit, he never really got – kind of like what you were saying, Dean, not the chance to prove himself as a three-down back over right. there. Um, was always in a committee. But when he did have the rock to himself, he put up numbers. I think he averaged over four yards per carry every season there. Uh, I think 4.6 two years ago, maybe 5.1 last year, something like that. So he has the capability to run the rock well. He doesn't have any fumbling issues. I mean, the guy just needs attempts, I think. And you know what you're going to get in the backfield in terms of passing. He's going to get that passing volume. I think Philly is a great landing spot for him for fantasy purposes. But like you said, we'll see what they do with their running backs over there, whether or not they're going to make him part of a committee or if they're going to you know, turn the rock over to him to be his lead guy. Again, you also have to remember Jalen Hurts is there. He's going to take away you know, carries from him as well. Third and short, yep. fourth and short. Yeah, so yeah, we'll see what happens with DeAndre and Philly. But as you know, we, don't, we won't know until they play the games. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right, guys, moving right along here. Let's get into our Crack'em segment, and this one's to poor Big Will. Big Will Levis, uh, quarterback <laughs> from Kentucky, slid dramatically on draft day. All, all, I'll, I'll say this. I don't know about um, regional pundits, but national pundits had him going top five, top ten, and he slid all the way to the second round to the Titans guys what do you think contributed to this fall do you think it was character issues like I alluded to on last episode a bit of Johnny Menzel situation I, well, I I'm hearing a lot so. of I'm, so. I was hearing a lot of character issues yeah uh post draft so this is how I picture it will sitting down with all these teams coming in for their meetings or maybe at the combine like well can we get you anything to drink it's like coffee please sure would you like cream in that coffee you got any mayo back there <laughs> And then the whole staff goes, what the fuck did you just ask for? He said, mayo, sir. You got any mayonnaise in that oh co- for my, my coffee? And then I think at that point, they're like, yo, we're out on this guy. This guy's a psycho, dude. He's crazy, man. Yeah. I mean, it's probably probably a good landing spot in terms of just you know talent. Yeah, he's probably a head case for sure. But going to Tennessee, he can, he can redshirt behind Ryan Tannehill. And then obviously they killed Malik last year or so. They, they have to find somebody young there. And I think they got value. I mean, he's. I think that's a good second round quarterback. I didn't see top five. I didn't really? see top 10. No. I mean, that, I think teams are just getting desperate there. Yeah. He's got the arm talent. Like, yes. And he's got that, like that high T, you know, alpha dog mentality. But yeah. like the dude can't read a defense, you know, so teams started to smarten up a little bit. And he's also not, 
he's also not a AR-15, you know? It's not like he can run a 4-4 four four and he's 6'6", 260 pounds, you know? So yeah. <clears throat> yeah, we'll see what happens with Big Will, but to to touch on Big Will a little bit, we had a bit of a game here, boys. Are yeah, we going to crack uh, these a, beers, dra- a, dra- a draft prediction game. We are. Okay. Um, we're going to crack into Big Will here, but we had a bit of a draft prediction game last week, and D... You ended up being the winner. You got three yeah. draft picks, correct? If you follow us Frank. on social media, we posted all of our predictions for, I think, what, tw- probably the top 20 players right. fantasy-wise. Yeah. yeah. Trying to predict where they would go. Yep. And ultimately, whoever got the most right would not have to do the Will Levis Challenge. Yes. And Frank, you want to tell them what the Will Levis Challenge <laughs> is? So uh, eat a banana with a peel on it and then uh, drink a cup of coffee with mayonnaise in it. Like a yes, sir. fucking freak, dude. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so... Shirtless in a bathroom. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> While taking a selfie. While taking a selfie. <laughs> yeah. Yep. yeah, so I think we should leave it up to our bot followers and our family and friends to decide who does the Will Levis Challenge because I, I'm just going to throw my pitch out here. You guys had layups. You had gimmies for the most part. I predicted... Devin A chain to Miami in a hit. So I'm basing the fact that I shouldn't have to do well of his challenge because your pick was off of style points, basically. <laughs> <laughs> D, what are your thoughts? I think you're a loser. <laughs> <laughs> I, think I think I got fair. more than you. So I think I think, I think you, you also guys got tied. More than me. <laughs> I think we tied, so we both have to do it. Then. I think you're I right. Think you I'm just trying to plead it. my case. But yeah, so maybe we'll just both do it. I'm good with that. Yeah. So let's film it. Uh Maybe yeah. we'll do it next episode. Yeah, we can do it next episode, film it. Throw it on the internet. Yeah, throw it throw it on Tag the, Will Levis. Throw it on, on the interwebs. <laughs> yeah, tag Will Levis. <laughs> Let him know that we're thinking about him. <laughs> and wish him the best. But this, yeah, guys, let's crack him to Will Levis. This one's to Cheers, you. Cheers, man. Will. Congratulations. Glad you, glad you hit a team. Oh man. Always goes down smooth. All right, guys. So uh, we touched a little bit about the draft, but let's get into it a little deeper. Um, I have a a question for you guys, and I'm curious to see what your thoughts on it are. Was this draft overhyped? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I think so. I mean, overhyped, like the talent level in there was is nowhere near where they think it is. This draft was weird, man. There's so many trades. I don't think I've ever been more pissed off watching a draft. (laughs) Is that because you missed all your picks, dude? Or <laughs> I mean, I, I missed the, all my the picks. The first too, twenty so. minutes. Remember, <laughs> we all watched the draft at my house, and I'm prancing around like an idiot. Like I'm a young god. I got all these picks right. I'm so I call, good at this. I call Bryce. I call Strat. I call AR. Oh, I got all the quarterbacks right. Look, at <laughs> and me. I got everything else wrong after that. <laughs> yep. Yep. That was You're fun. the idiot that couldn't get the quarterbacks. I know. Right. <laughs> hey, man. To be fair, I thought CJ was going to Indy. I thought that would have been a better pick up for them but i i would like to i know we're probably not going to get into them today but i think ar2 indy is an interesting pickup and maybe we can get into that next i week. do like that landing yeah spot. me too so uh but um speaking of spots that we love d is there any spot in particular particular that you loved for a player oh yeah low-hanging fruit here i loved Bijan going to the falcon shocker dude well, wow. <laughs> what insight, dude. <laughs> so nobody knew where he was going to go. Yeah. Right. He was that talented. He made sense for 90% of the teams out there. But he landed in Atlanta at number eight. Atlanta, run first, run often kind of team. And then after deep diving oh, a little trust bit. Trust me. 
Uh, last year, PFF ranked Atlanta's O-line as the fifth fifth best in the league. They had the third best rushing offense in the yards per game average. So they averaged 159.9 rushing yards a game. And they actually had the fourth best in rushing yards per attempt average at 4.9. And they did all that with some old-ass gadget player named Cordell Patterson. He's, he's the man, dude. And some ground-and-pound rookie called Tyler Algier that's now out of a job. Mm. <laughs> So now enter Bijan Robinson. Bijan. Clearly the best running back prospect since Saquon Barkley. And he's going to take that backfield and literally run away with it from day one. He's way too good to split time, and he's going to instantly become the focal point of that offense. He's the undisputed 101 in your dynasty rookie draft. It doesn't matter the format, single QB or, or super flex. You're going to take him before these quarterbacks. And to me, he's a clear first-round pick in redraft this, this summer. What do you guys think? Yeah, dude, I, I I agree with everything you said. Like he's an he's a three down back. Very rare they, that these that they come out these days, you know, and be as NFL ready as he is probably since we like like you said Saquon Barkley. So and the landing spot, yeah, like yeah, I know they kind of used Cordell, they kind of used Algier. Algier actually finished the year pretty strong, he was decent. But when you're that talented, they're not going to share the backfield, right? Mm, I don't know. I'm gonna provide a little bit of pushback on that just as a Kyle Pitts owner and before I get any <laughs> God, further dude could you stop about pushing that guy, I will give me one second <laughs> uh, just really quickly about Kyle Pitts and <laughs> no hold on hold on hold on Kyle Pitts and Drake London if you own them in dynasty get rid of them if it wasn't made clear already by Arthur Smith that he's going to commit to the run for the foreseeable future it is now they had Tyler Algier like you guys mentioned too guy ran for over a thousand Yards last year as a rookie, sneaky on good. over two hundred yeah. on over two hundred characters, didn't get in the end zone too much. But again, if you have those two, get rid of them. I, I mean, I can only hold out hope for Kyle, Kyle Pitts so long, dude. And so, <laughs> what's your what's your price, Kyle Pitts owner? Oh man, it's well, two thirds, huh? Yeah, I'm gonna <laughs> say, <laughs> dude, it's yeah, it's diminishing unfortunately because you know he hasn't sucks. done shit. Two yeah, first. he hasn't done shit two for first, huh? for years, but. That is a product of Arthur Smith. I stand by that. I full-heartedly believe that. Like I said, I've watched almost every Falcons game, at least a quarter's <laughs> worth last Trains year. Trains are coming, boys. His name's Bijan. Oh, yeah. So we'll see. But yeah, I, you know, the Algier point is interesting because, you know, kind of like I mentioned, he he quietly had a really good rookie season last year. I, D, I don't think, I don't think it's going to be full the full Bijan show over there. I think they're going to get away. I think they're going to find a way to get Tyler involved somehow. I can see you like maybe like a 65 35 kind of share. We'll see. But um, yeah, I just think Algeria was too good last year to not be involved. You know what in I really games. think? I think we're going to see a little bit of the Brees Hall situation. Mm. Right? Because Brees Hall went to the Jets last year, you know, number one running back, super talented, most talented back on that team. And they kind of eased him in, right? Like mixed up the muddle to the backfield, and then Brees would come in, hit a home run. Mm -hmm. You know, and then the next week, a little bit more carries. Yeah. Brees would come in, score two touchdowns, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then come week five, week six, who had the backfield? Brees. It was Brees. That's what I think will happen. Yeah. I mean, and of course, there's a rookie quarterback there in Desmond Ritter, so they're going to lean heavy on the run game. Second year player, but yes. Or I'm sorry, yeah, second year player. That's what I meant. I but mean, he pretty much is a rookie. Yeah. yeah he yeah. he started what like four yeah. games at the end of the That's year. Yeah, not a lot. They're going to lean heavy on that run game, and I wouldn't be surprised to see a lot of sets that have both those running backs on the field. Yeah, I yeah. think uh, lastly, too, um, in terms of redraft, I think you can push for like a top five back. You look at the history of 
rookie running backs in terms of fantasy and their production year one, especially with a player as talented as exactly, especially as with players talented as Bijan, most of those guys are usually finishing top 10 at the worst, you know, Saquon finished, I think like top five. Do you take him? Zeke finished top five, his rookie year. Uh, Do you take him top five at at, Bijan? Yeah. (laughs) Yes, I do. Yeah, I do too. I think that's a no. You're talking about redraft, right? Yeah. Yeah. You're talking about redraft, right? Redraft PPR. Yeah. A hundred percent. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, cool guys. Awesome. So I think we're pretty much in agreement on Bijan. That guy's going to get a lot of love there. A lot of run in Atlanta under that Arthur Smith. Dirty offense. South. Dirty South. Uh, so moving along here, guys, who's your guy, dude, my guy. Yeah, my guy, you know, this didn't really hit me until the next day. I don't know if that's just because the amount of shark bites I had at your house, D yeah. or <laughs> that's, it. but yeah, uh, Jordan Addison to Minnesota. Jordan Addison went behind uh, Jackson, um, and I'd also like to touch base on Jackson. Jackson uh, Smith and Jiba. Yeah, yeah, Jackson Smith and Jiba in another episode. But for now, we're talking about Jordison, or Jordan. Me, Jordan, Jordan, not Jordison. <laughs> Jordan Addison. Jorgen Bjorgen. Jorgen Borgen. <laughs> Sir, Mr. Jorgen Bjorgen. <laughs> Jordan Addison to Minnesota. He joins uh, pass-heavy offense guys. They throw. They threw the third most attempts. In 2022, I think he immediately steps in as that number two wideout opposite of JJ. Um, Thielen's gone, right? He's in uh, Carolina. That guy had 107 targets last year. Yeah. So that's 107 targets to be thrown to someone. Uh, Osborne is there, and he's a talented wideout. But yeah, I he's think, good. Yeah, he's good. He's a good I, three. Yeah, he is. I think uh, Jordan is the better talented wideout overall. So, yeah, I can see him stepping into that, like I said, number two role there immediately. And providing solid wide receiver, wide receiver three value with low end wide receiver two upside. What are your guys' thoughts? You know what? I see a little bit of a Stefan Diggs, really, in Addison's game. Not gonna say he's gonna become Stefan Diggs, especially not this year as a rookie. But I agree with you. Um, he's more talented than Osborne. They used a first round pick on him, so he's gonna get that first round pr- uh, pick. There's like a little bit of protection behind him, right? Like, yeah. mm-hmm. okay, you're the first round pick. We spent X amount of dollars on you. So, yeah, we're going to give you the playing time. We're going to give you the ball more than um, Osborne. Mm-hmm. You know, but Osborne's also pretty talented as well. Mm-hmm. I like it. Um, just the draft as a whole, I didn't love a lot of the landing spots for a lot of these players. They went to either muddled backfields or they ended up on teams where they're not going to be the top dog right away. Um, and... Addison won't be the top dog in Minnesota, but he's going to be a great two for Justin Jefferson. So, and they're different receivers, right? Mm -hmm. Jefferson's going to win, win with his size, his speed, his athleticism. Um, Addison's a lot smaller, um, lot smaller, very good route runner though. So yeah, I think it'll be a good change of pace. I could see him slotting in right away. Yeah. I think you hit it on the head flex, maybe wide receiver two upside. Yeah. I think, um, and Frank, I want to get your thoughts on this as well, but he kind of reminds me of obviously a lot smaller version of him, but what I could see him replicating in terms of fantasy value wise is that Robert Woods mold when Connolly was in That's LA. Solid. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, when Ro- when Woods was in the slot. So we'll see. Frank, what do you think uh, about Addison? Yeah, I like Addison, man. <coughs> um, I like the situation there better than I like the player. They just throw the ball a lot, you know, mm-hmm. and it's like to you guys' point, somebody's got to catch those vacated targets. That's a lot of so vacated targets. That's a shitload of, of yep. vacated targets. I don't know how many of them were catchable, given the fact that Kirk Cousins was throwing them. 
<laughs> but, I love um, me some Kirk Cousins. But you know, too. like, yeah, I, I agree with you. I think wide receiver three, solid, you know, flex right there. Upside two on cool. any given week. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Frank, let's get to your guy. Oh, man, I'm going to homer this guy all day. And so this was my number one receiver off the board when we, uh, we talked about oh, uh, receivers last year. Quentin Johnson of the Chargers. Sticky hands, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Old sticky hands over there. <laughs> the, this guy just fits what the Chargers do. They, they like big receivers there. They, they're going to get the ball out in space to him. And the cool thing, I think the most valuable thing about this Quentin, this Johnson move to the Chargers is that he's, he's raw. And I think you touched on that last episode. He, he has a lot of ability, but he is, he's raw. And so he's going to a wide receiver room where he's going to have some time to l- be able to learn. And he's going to have like a margin of error a little bit. So he's going to be able to learn how to run routes from Keenan Allen. And then uh, Mike Williams is a very similar receiver in his to him. So I think he has a very good environment there to be to be productive day one. If he comes in and if he's if he if he can start running those NFL routes pretty quickly here, then um, that's going to be the biggest thing. If he if he does, then I, I wouldn't I would I would see impact fantasy impact day one because he's going to be slotted outside of on the outside opposite Mike Williams. Because Keenan's a slot guy, and just by the nature of Herbert, he's gonna, they're going to throw the ball there with Kellen Moore. I'm thinking, you know, similar to how they use C.D. Lamb in Dallas, if he's on the field day one. If he's on the field, you know, and it's this is a high risk, high reward pick. I didn't love Quinn Johnson to the Chargers. I was hoping for someone like a Jordan Addison, but like Frank said, the Chargers have a type. And they love big body receivers. Yep. Um, Johnson isn't fast. He's just big, right? And he's he was one of the best yards after the catch receivers in, in college football last season. I don't know if he's going to be a big impact player day one just because that is such a crowded wide receiver room. Yeah. And he's already the wide receiver four, in my opinion. You're going to have Mike. You're going to have Keenan. And Palmer's no joke. Palmer's the three. He's going to yeah. have to beat out Palmer. And I don't know if he will coming out of the gates. I mean, the biggest concern for me was his hands. Like, he couldn't catch balls in college. Like, the dude's dropping balls on his pro day in shorts. Like, if they can't catch in college, like, how are you supposed to catch the damn ball in the NFL? <laughs> right? So, I mean, he's going to be very – he's going to have to be schemed into the games. Right? Yeah. He's good yak guy, great in space. I he, he, he doesn't moss guys like Mike Williams. I see yeah. more of scheme, not really gadget player, but, like, I see more screenplays coming his way. You know, they're getting him on the field here and there. He's he's going to get playing time, Frank, but for all the wrong reasons because Mike Williams or Keenan Allen's going to get hurt. I know. I was just so. going to say that. <laughs> I'm like, well, the receiver room might be crowded today, but by week three, it's just going to be him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, see, but here's the thing. This this was a very small receiver class. Yeah. And this is a big, big-bodied, big receiver. So – the chances of him succeeding, I think, are much higher than some of these small guys. Everyone thinks like, oh, if Tyree Kill can do it, so can, you know, five foot one Josh Downs. Like, no. No, <laughs> Tyree Kill is the minority in this situation. Yeah. So I mean, if he can figure out his route tree and he could start catching balls, I mean, yes, he has a very high upside. But me personally, redraft, I'm probably not taking him. Yeah. You kinda have to take him in the first round for Dynasty, but you know, hold on to that stock because right now he's the wide receiver four until one of these guys gets hurt, you know, and then the Chargers were going to have to cut bait on one of those two receivers because they don't have the money to pay Justin Herbert if they hold on to everybody. 
So he's definitely going to get his shot next season. Okay. Yeah, really quickly, guys, just want to touch on that as well. Um, I just want to make a point about the crowded wide receiver room. I agreed, you know, fully. I don't think he's going to have any room to play, really. So, like, to D's point that he made, <clears throat> redraft, I'm not touching him. Dynasty, you probably have to take him, like he said, in that first round. We'll see what he does next year. All right, guys, moving on to spots that we hate, landing spots that we hate. D, you were talking mad shit on this guy. Oh, my God. So, let's let it rip, brother. Get you a glass of what, dude? My, yeah. gla- <laughs> my glass of Charbonnet. What the fuck, dude? <laughs> <laughs> my glass of Charbonnet, dude. Zach Charbonnet went to Seattle, and I have no idea why. I tried to do a little bit of digging, like read what the beat writers were saying on like, why they would draft him. And frankly, they're like, we don't got an answer for you, kid. We don't know what they were doing here. Seattle had a very strong draft, but this is easily one of the most puzzling moves. And from a fantasy standpoint, like, why would you do that to us? Like, you just completely derailed the hype train for both of these backs. They're very similar backs, very similar upright running styles. Could run, could catch, but they're going to cut into each other's. You're talking about Walker, right? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Kenneth Walker. So I'm talking about Kenneth Walker and Zach Charbonnet. Very similar. Yeah. And. For fantasy, like that just torpedoes both of their stock. Right. You know, Walker was a first round running back for me in redraft. Not anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, first round dynasty pick, Charbonnet, like not for me. Like I'm not I'm not wasting my first round pick on a guy that I know is gonna split time like that. Like yeah. you know, it's I think I don't know. I just don't know how they're gonna do it. Is is the is it gonna be the hot hand? It's too risky. It's too risky. Yeah, I was gonna say, do you think this is a committee off the rip or do you think walker has you know the upper hand given his production from last year what do we see going into seattle walker has the upper hand just because he's not the rookie so they know what they have in him so he's gonna get the first crack he's awesome dude yeah he was awesome yeah (laughs) right so i mean unless zach comes out here and just shits the bed yeah you know which i don't think he will he's a very good back like I just see a situation where Walker is going to get this drive and then Zach's going to get that drive. You know, it's just maybe that one sucks. back become one, maybe one back rises, rises and the other one falls. And then they kind of, that back kind of takes more of the backfield. It's so hard, dude. Like, yeah, it's a, take the number off their jerseys. Like, I don't know if I'll be able to tell it, who's who. Right. Well, one's definitely a lot darker than the other one. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, to your point, I agree. It is a, it is a head scratching move by Seattle. And again, yeah, unless they had this plan to have a running back by committee moving forward, then I don't see the point of the pick. Kenneth Walker, like you guys mentioned, put up phenomenal stats last year as a rookie. So, yeah. Charbonnet doesn't slot into like the third down back that we typically see with like two yeah, running backs. Yeah, he's not. Yeah, fir- he's that first, second down two back. two guys that are running the same stuff. Yep. Yeah. Second down. Yep. It's we can't hammer that enough. Like they are the same running back. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so in terms of fantasy purposes, are you, or are we taking him in redraft? Are we, I mean, mean, you got to take him in dynasty, You're going to have to take him. Yeah. You're going to have to take him. I mean, Charbonnet, like I said, he's probably going to go in the first round just because they spent such an early pick on him, but in dynasty, in dynasty, but I reluctantly draft that guy just knowing that there's a massive running back in the, in the room with him. I will say this. If you do end up with Kenneth Walker in redraft, Charbonnet may be a nice insurance policy to have on your bench. Yes. But oh, Walker yeah. was a first round pick in redraft. I mm-hmm. think he's now third round. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Moving along, guys. Frank. 
Devin A chain to Miami. Devin A chain. And you I hate just, this spot. I hate this spot. Which is interesting because you were giving him Miami love last week. Right? I, I was, know. and then after I like, you're right. I did. I was. <laughs> <laughs> but then I started like looking at this pick, and like one, he went right before the Chargers. We're gonna, we're probably gonna draft him. Which so you're just loved. pissed off about I'm that. Pi- I'm pissed off about that because I thought we had a chance to get yeah. him there. And also, there's too many damn running backs here. Like I like this guy. He's really For good. Now. He's talented. Right. Usually it's Miami. That I think like they lost their running back room by week five last year. Yeah. Well, I'm just talking more in terms of you know Wilson and. Right, uh, they brought they brought back they're, the whole. They're older, back room. right? Yeah. So, a chains those fresh legs. But anyways, I hate continue. this because it, I thought he could have made fantasy relevance this year, but not where he went now. That's why I hate this pick because he's really talented. He catches the ball, and now I mean, very similar to like how D was saying with Quentin Johnson. There's just too many too many guys there now. Yeah. So, I hate it because there's no fantasy impact to me. Brady, when mm-hmm. you picked. A chain to Miami. Mm-hmm. Did you take into account how fast Miami was, and then this guy's just really fast too? Yes, that's essentially the like my whole argument. Mike McDaniel's whole offensive scheme is built on speed, right? Yeah, right. So he wants fast players on the on the field He's at all times. Basically, building Al Davis's dream team. Now, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he is, dude. Yeah. So now he has Tyreek going fast deep. He has A-Chain going fast underneath. And he has Waddle going fast in the middle. Yeah. I mean, I just don't I mean, know if he's going to see the field. Just, uh, I think he will. I think Mike McDaniels is going to find ways to get him the ball. But from a fantasy perspective, like, we can't trust that. Is yeah, no. I, I mean, it's to be seen how often he's this on the This is the field, problem with, I, this, I, with this draft, dude. Like, you can't trust 90% of these yeah. players. Like, yeah. in previous drafts, from a fantasy standpoint, you could be like, oh, yep, he's the guy day one. He's the guy day one. He's the guy day one. Aside from these quarterbacks, like a lot of these position players, you're like, like, I don't know. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like Green Bay drafted two fucking tight ends in the same <laughs> round. Like, Real why weird. would you do that, Real you selfish weird. fucks? Like, come on, guys. Like, what are you guys doing? I mean, like, it was a loaded tight like, end Like, thanks for helping dude. us not. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you got to protect Jordan Love, bro. Yeah, that's true. They need all the bodies they can get to protect that guy. Um, yeah, we'll see what, what Devin does out in uh, Miami, but yeah, yeah so I, I, I don't hate it. But. In redraft, there's no impact here. Like you're yeah. not, you're not yeah. drafting this guy. I don't redraft. hate it either. And then you're stashing for dynasty. Yeah. I don't, I don't hate it either. I feel like, I feel like I, you can't draft him right away. Right. Mm-hmm. But as soon as one of those guys goes down, yep. like you spent all your fab on that guy. Yeah. If he's given the chance, if he's given the backfield, like get the hell out of the way. Sky's the limit. Dude. Yeah. Yes. I was going to say Mike McDaniels is a smart coach and he's yes. going to find ways to get him involved down there. So yeah. he kept Jeff Wilson and Raheem Mostert alive. And yeah. this kid is better than both of them. Yes. Way better. Yes. So he is. yeah. Uh, Devin, a chain to Miami. Frank's hate landing spot. We'll see what happens. Uh, I want to get in my guys here really quickly. Uh, Jalen Hyatt, Hyatt to the giants. I, Boo. Just, <laughs> I don't understand this pick. I mean, sorry, Miami, Dave, <laughs> to, to to be fair to the giant, I was and I was looking at it, kind of digging into it a little deeper. I think they need a wideout. Oh, I just they, don't. I just don't think this is the wideout they needed. They needed Zay Flowers, like we predicted. Yeah, well, they needed a, they need a wideout, but only because they have to put a position player at that position on the field. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> to my point, joins a run heavy offense that's going to be uh, Saquon focus, and. What he does best does not complement what Daniel Jones does worst, and that's throw the deep ball. <laughs> Jalen Hyatt, Jalen Hyatt is a burner. He, he you yeah. know what he kind of reminds me of? He reminds me a little bit of um, uh, 
and I think he's bigger than Deshaun, but a little bit of a Deshaun, a Deshaun Jackson, a little bit. Yeah, he's can bigger. you see that a little bit? I mean, I know he's speed bigger, wise, but speed wise, speed wise yeah. he's and a then burner, everything dude. else, no. Yeah, he's a he's he's a burner. He's gonna <laughs> yeah. He's a home run hitter. Four three. But Daniel Jones, guys, uh, only completed five passes of forty yards or more last season. This pick just doesn't make sense to me. I don't understand it. The only thing I can think of is they literally drafted him to open up space for Saquad to run the ball. That's the only thing I can yeah. think of. This this looked like one I mean, of those like like well he's still here. Do we ta- do we just take him? Yeah. yeah. I mean I guess we take him. Like the best player available at that. Yeah. Time. I mean because he was getting first round. Yeah, he's got first round yeah. love. First, first round love. Yeah. I mean he did. Did he? No, he went in second round. Yeah. He might have slid into the third. It was second third or third, round, dude. Yeah. Um, well, anyways. Can you check yeah. that, Frank? Yeah, I'm checking right now. Yeah, it's just an interesting fit to me. Um, you know, I'm sure Dable's going to get him involved and more than interesting, just being you an, mean shit. Yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> sure he's going to get him more involved than just being an outside receiver, uh, possibly line up inside the slot, especially with that speed. But I just, I don't know. Do you draft him for redraft it. this year? No, I'm completely staying away from redraft. I definitely wouldn't touch third him. Third round. Third round. Third round. round. Okay, yeah, third round. Uh Thanks. I mean, kind of like all these other position players, D, I think you have to take them as a wideout in the first, late second in a rookie of, draft. Of your rookie draft. Yeah. Um, but for redraft, I'm definitely not touching Ooh, him at all. I got, there's a good, actually ESPN has a pretty good comp for him. William Fuller. Will Fuller. That's a better comp. Than that's a good comp. Yeah, that's a good D-Jax. comp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah DJX was comp. good at football. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. D-Jax. Yeah, we'll see. But yeah, definitely uh, Jalen Hyatt, my... Hate pick. What do you guys say? Damn, D's got great one-liners today. Um, D, you're bringing the comedy today, brother. Finally, <laughs> I'm a funny guy. <laughs> I'm a fun guy. I'm a fun guy. Uh, I'm with you on that, Brady. I'm not a big fan of the Hyatt um, pick, but he does add something that that wide receiver room doesn't have, which is speed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and Dable's a pretty good offensive-minded coach. So I think they're going to try and get him the ball. But like I said, and I. And how we point, we saw it on draft day. Well, at least I saw it when I was watching the tape. Like he can't get off the line. Nope. So that's going to be a huge thing. He's not going to see the field if he can't get off the line. So he easily slots into the like wide receiver four, wide receiver five. And you look at that, so, the vision of the cornerbacks he's going to be looking at on a weekly basis. Yeah. Uh, Diggs and then the uh, Philadelphia secondary is no joke. Yeah. Like, Slay. He's going to have problems. Yeah. yeah. I mean. <clears throat> Let's call it what it is. He had a great game against Alabama, and that just poof. That's all you that need. Was it. That was That's all you, you need. Just need one, one game dude. against a perennial powerhouse, and scouts are going to be Gadgety offense. drooling all over you. Yeah. Um, all right, guys. We got into love spots, hate spots. Let's get into biggest surprises here. D, where was a surprise pick or a player that you saw land somewhere that just kind of you just went, what the hell? I think me and the rest of the world were really surprised when the Lions moved up to number 12 to draft Jameer Gibbs. Yeah, that was an odd one. No, they, they like drafted down the first to then draft back up into the... So many trades, right? I, I got lost. Yeah. But as a Swift owner, I'm like, well, why would you do that? <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, my biggest surprise is going to be Gibbs. Um, yeah. They traded up and he instantly, to me, becomes that change of pace back. Right, mm-hmm. he's gonna fill that swift role. David Montgomery just got signed there, and don't sleep on David Montgomery. He's a good back. You know, a couple of years ago, he was a top five running back from a fantasy football standpoint. Yeah, but he's I, just in Chicago. Right. So I think I think they're just looking at Gibbs as 
a potential upgrade to Swift, right? Because Montgomery is going to get the early downs. Montgomery should get the goal line. And Gibbs is just going to slot into that DeAndre Swift role, that change of pace, third down, pass catching back. He's going to have some draft capital because Swift was slightly relevant. And if Montgomery were to were to go down, then I think his his capital is going to skyrocket. Can he be a three down back if given the opportunity? No, no, nope, no. nope. That's no. not his profile. All right. And not his profile at all. And D, let me ask you this. Given um, his ability to catch the ball, do you think this was a move based off of, I don't want to say entirely, but do you think they drafted him going into the season thinking, we don't have JMO for six games of the season. We need playmakers on this offense. I think the Lions were very aggressive in their draft. And from what I was hearing, a lot of people liked Gibbs. It sounds like Gibbs was going to go in the first round. And it sounds like, well, from what I saw, I think this is just the Lions and their high T personality. Like, nah, we're going to get our guy. So they just went out and got him. So I think there's a little bit of the JMO factor to it, but I'm sure that wasn't the reason why they would moved up to go get this guy. Hmm. Frank, what are your thoughts on Gibbs to I like Gibbs, man. I mean, yeah. I'm I'm a PPR guy, so anytime you present me with, with a player that <coughs> with a player that's going to catch the ball and that has speed and you know yak, a lot of lot of upside there. He's got me. that yak, but yeah. he's not going to profile as a three down back. He had the least amount of touches or carries out of all the running backs in this draft class. He's going to be the change of pace, the pass catching back. That's what he does great. So yeah, yeah. agreed. Cool, Frank. Let's get in your guy, Zay. Oh man. Let Why? the rip begin. <laughs> <laughs> Why the fuck does Baltimore continue to draft receivers if they aren't going to use them, dude? Yeah, I don't know, like, man. This is another good, another great talent that went to a shitty situation. And like just how you got done ripping Lamar Jackson at the beginning of the show, it's all the same reason here. Like Zay Flowers, <laughs> Zay Flowers has so much ability, and he's just going to a situation where he's not going to be able to showcase it because they don't throw the ball there to anybody else except for Mark Andrews. And, you know... Lamar Jackson, I think, caps his fantasy value substantially yes. because of that. So that's my biggest problem is, like, I hated this because I really liked Zay Flowers coming into this draft. And to see him go to a shitty situation, like in Baltimore, where they just kill off receivers Yeah, sucks. I was going to say, and that's the biggest issue with Lamar in general, is that he kills yeah. the fantasy relevance for everyone there. Except Mark Andrews. Except Mark Andrews. Yes. So, yeah, I'm I'm with you, Frank, for redraft purposes. Stay away from stay Zay away Flowers. From Zay. Stay away from anyone on the Baltimore offense. You know they just signed Odell. Yeah, yeah, I know. What is he gonna do over there? Probably. He's gonna be pissed off all year. A dude. lot of cardio, dude. <laughs> without, <laughs> without zero balls. He's gonna get so mad, dude. Yeah, D. What are your thoughts on the Zay Flowers pick to Baltimore? Any fantasy relevance there? No. Yeah. Solid talent. Yeah. Not the best landing spot. Yeah. And. They got Bateman. They've got Odell. Now they got Zay. They got Mark Andrews. So where does Zay slot in, right? Mm -hmm. This is a run-heavy offense. So Lamar only throws it, what, 20 times a game. Out of those 20 throws, only 10 balls are caught. So (laughs) (laughs) fair point. Yeah. And the rip continues on Lamar Jackson today. This is the Lamar Jackson episode where we just rip him all Sorry, Zay. I I, I considered this as one of my hateful landing spots, but Mm -hmm. no. I mean – yeah, that's a low-hanging fruit one, I think, Zay. But keep, but keep your eye on him because the talent's there. So. Yeah, talent's there for sure. Um, yeah, you watch the tape. Guy's got immense talent. Yeah. So I'm not drafting him for redraft this year. Yeah, I'm not drafting him for redraft at all either. So yeah, we'll see. We'll Dynasty see. stash him. 
Yeah, yeah, I think I'd rather take a chance on one of these tight ends before I, so would I. draft Zay. So would I. Damn. Poor oh. Zay. All right, guys. I'm going to get into my pick here, and that's Rashi Rice. I don't even know if I'm saying Rashi's name right. Sorry, Rashi, if I'm not. But wide receiver out of SMU. He went to the Kansas City Chiefs, Chiefs in the second round. This is <laughs> a odd landing spot for me just from the standpoint of multiple wideouts in this draft graded much higher than him. In addition, they have MVS there. They have Tony there. They have Sky Moore there, which, by the way, I'm very interested to see uh, a full season out of Tony and Sky Moore in that Kansas City Chiefs offense. To be fair, obviously, this is a Travis Kelsey eats first team, right? 100%. Yeah, not a lot. I think, I mean, we've all learned our lesson, I think especially when it comes to the running backs there, Clyde edwards alaire I'm talking about you. I nailed that day one. Why are you looking at me? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> D. <laughs> uh, but this is Travis gets the first looks there and the second and the third, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Everything there. Yeah. So. And if he's not open, Mahomes scrambles until he is. Yeah, that's right. Um, but yeah, this was just an interesting one to me, guys, because it, it feels like KC was kind of looking for some size at the wideout position. And I think they could have done better with Tillman out of Tennessee, who's a bigger wideout, a faster wideout, better hands. Obviously, they see something in Rashi that, you know, I haven't seen and others haven't seen. But in terms of fantasy purposes, I don't see Rashi making a dent in redraft. And I guarantee you, I don't know where he's going in Dynasty for draft purposes, rookie rookie draft. But maybe, who knows, maybe he gets a boost with this draft pick from Kansas City. A lot of people think fantasy-friendly offense. Maybe he does something there. I don't know. It's yet to be seen, but I do think he has a steep hill to climb uh, for fantasy relevance. I think for, for your dynasty rookie draft, he's going to fall into the same spot that Sky Moore fell into mm. because everyone was like, okay, which receiver are the Chiefs going to take? And they took Sky Moore, and everyone's like, okay. Yeah. you know. And that's kind of how I feel about Rice. I'm like, mm, okay, I guess. So I expect him to go from a rookie draft standpoint back end of the first probably first half of the second round which is which is interesting to you because i don't think anyone had a rashi rice going the end of first round and dynasty nope, rookie no shot draft no shot and that just speaks to the volumes that casey's offense could provide for these positional players for fantasy purposes unless your name is clyde edwards hilaire yeah then you're just trash <laughs> <laughs> dead man walking frank any thoughts there. on rashi going to casey I mean, I don't even know who this guy is, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate your honesty. Like, okay. I just had to pull him up and like, yeah, he's 6'1", 204. Yeah, bigger than um, most, but still. The Chiefs did lose J uh, Juju Smith and Michael Hardman. So there's all, there's some opportunity there, but like to your point, it's back in the Travis Kelsey show there. Yeah. It's a Travis Kelsey show, 50 feet of shit, and everybody else. So yeah. Great point. Yeah. All right, guys. Uh, let's look into rookies who could help in redraft. Uh, not name Bijan. We all know Bijan. I think the consensus here among us is yeah. he might finish or high likelihood of finishing as a top five running back, regardless of redraft I'd or say, dynasty. I'd say running back one, one for sure. You, like overall? Top 12. Oh, okay. Top okay. 12. Okay. Top 12. Yeah, RB1. Yeah. 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 I think that's pretty much a lock yeah. in that offensive system down there. But let's look at players who we think could help us in redraft, not named Bichon. Is there anyone that stands out to you guys? That could just step in from day one and really just help you guys out. 
Yeah, there weren't a lot of good landing spots, but we touched on this earlier. I liked where Jordan Addison landed mm-hmm. because he's going to be the clear number two behind Justin Jefferson. We talked about it earlier. There's over 100 vacated targets there. Um, I like his game. I like his route running savvy and his hands. So I think his upside is a wide receiver too, back in wide receiver two, and safe floor. So I expect him to be a flex player this year. I agree completely. I think, like I mentioned in my love landing spot, Addison's got that solid wide receiver three value already in place with low and up or low and wide receiver two upside. Um, they're going to throw the ball a ton in Minnesota, and I think he's going to be a huge benefactor there. And I also think um, I don't think I touched on it earlier, but I think with him being there, you're going to see JJ's production go up as well. Yeah, I think he's going to be a boon to JJ owners if you have him in dynasty or if you draft him in redraft i think jordan addison's only going to up the game of justin jefferson cool how does he get better like jefferson's a monster you know i mean you can make a case that jordan addison right now is a better receiver than thielen was last year okay so i think there's going to be more attention on addison um, just based off his body of work and his draft position, teams are going to hone in on him, and they're going to have to pull away from those double teams from JJ. Yeah. He's more dangerous, <clears throat> that's for sure. Yeah, a lot more dangerous. Lot, yeah, hundred percent agree. Frank, uh, my pick or yeah, yeah. Who, who do you like in redraft this year that maybe could help you out? I'm going to homer this guy because I think it's a great landing if spot. If you say Quentin Johnson. This is a Quentin huge Charger Johnson. homer pick, dude. <laughs> oh, my dude, God. Dude, it's just the system here. Like, the guy's could Again, if he learns how to run the NFL system of routes. what, dude? Being big? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what are we talking about here? Big and fast enough, dude. Oh, my God. I'm just saying, like, the Chargers going to throw the ball. That's what they're going to do with Justin, Her- with Justin Herbert. They just brought in Kellen Moore. Like, there's going to be opportunities to be – He's the wide receiver four on that team. He's the wide receiver three. He slots as a three. He's better than Palmer. I think he's better than Palmer. Uh, I don't think so. Palmer's good, dude. Palmer Palmer is is good, good. but Palmer is exactly what we think. You know where Palmer went to school, Frank? I do not. Mm. Do you? Yeah. Go ahead. Tennessee. Not a boy. (laughs) Oh, great. We're going to be doing that a lot on this podcast, by the way. (laughs) You know who else went to Tennessee? Didn't Jalen Hyde? Isn't that where he went? And Tillman. Yes. Great. And Tillman. (laughs) Yeah, but yeah, I, and Peyton I just, Manning. I just <laughs> love, I just love this Quentin Johnson pick here. He's big, he's strong. He should see opportunities right away if he can run the routes and if he's on the field. Okay, just based on the new system that's coming in too. Agree to disagree. Also agree to disagree, but we'll see. Again, we won't know until the games are played, right? Yeah. This is what I'm going to do with Quentin Johnson. All right, as soon as Mike Williams pulls that hammy, I'll spend some fab on him because he's going to be on your waiver wire. There you go. No, he's not. Not if I'm in the league. <laughs> uh. Guys, I'll get into my pick really quickly. So, D, I think you are correct. I think Jordan Addison is the safe pick here in terms of redraft value. Uh, but keep your guys' eye out for Dalton Kincaid. He was drafted by the Buffalo Bills late in the first round. I think Tight end, right? Yep, tight end. I think 24th or 5th overall. I can't remember off the top of my head. I think it was 25 because they traded up one spot ahead of the Cowboys, who also needed a tight end. <laughs> Maybe a bit of gamesmanship there. You never yeah. know. Uh, but yeah, guys, he joins a high-powered Bills offense and complements what Josh Allen likes to do really well, which is push the ball downfield. Kincaid can get vertical, and he's a threat in the red zone. Um, as part of Bills Mafia, I watched a lot of Bills games last year, and if there's one person who Josh loved 
in the end zone, I'd say with inside oh, maybe 20, 15, that red zone territory, it was Dawson Knox. Old stone hands, Dawson Knox. <laughs> old stone hand Dawson Knox, which is interesting because he, they, he just signed a contract. Yeah, he just got re-signed. So, yeah, he just got re-signed. So I am curious to see how they will incorporate those two together. But I just think, one, Kincaid is a better talent overall than Dawson Knox. And I won't be surprised if he takes over that tight end one role in the back half part of the season and really puts up some games for fantasy purposes. I'm curious to see how he's going to be used. Yeah, um, I, yeah, me too. I think um, because the Bills didn't run a lot of two tight end sets. They didn't. Not I a lot. Loved, which I love the landing spot because like, I thought Kincaid was the closest to Kelsey. So then I salivated the thought of Josh Allen getting his own Kelsey. Mm-hmm. You know, even though even though there are very dangerous weapons there, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, you know, you don't see a lot of rookie it's, tight ends perform right away. You don't. It's a steep learning curve for the tight end yeah. position coming into the NFL. But where I think maybe the Bills' thinking was kind of aligning was, hey, we we don't have to exclusively put this guy at the tight end position. We can put him inside the slot. You know, he's fast enough to run routes. As a wide as a wideout, he's basically a wideout disguised as a tight end. So we'll see what they decide to do with him in Buffalo. But keep your eye on Dalton Kincaid as a fantasy relevant performer in the back half of the upcoming season. Yeah, I think he's a good maybe tight end too for mm-hmm. your team. Um, and if Knox goes down, yeah, go, go after him. Oh yeah, huge T one upside. Frank, any thoughts on Kincaid? Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I agree, man. He's he's gonna be he's a he's just a big receiver. So um, I think he'll complement Knox really well because I think they use Knox for a lot of the running downs. So mm-hmm. yeah, he, Knox definitely has him beat in the run blocking yeah uh, factor. But yeah, I think Kincaid's too talented to not see the field. So yeah, it'll be interesting for sure in Buffalo. All right, guys, we're gonna close out the episode with rookie draft tip draft tips. Man, I'm just stumbling over here, guys. Uh, for Dynasty, just three. <laughs> just three. Just three. Coors Lights, that is. Uh, we're going to close out with rookie draft tips for Dynasty. D, what is your rookie draft tip? What was, what's the one thing you want listeners to come away with uh, for Dynasty purposes? Well, the draft has ended, the NFL draft, so obviously you're probably going to be starting up your Dynasty rookie drafts. Yep. So my tip to the uh, listeners out there is just don't forget why we play fantasy football. We play to win the game. We play to fill the trophy cabinet. And there's a lot of times where people lose sight of that. You know, they try to collect these picks. They want to hoard all their draft picks. Like, don't be scared to trade those picks away. Trade those picks away for proven talent, right? Because that's because we don't know how good these players are going to be. Mm-hmm. You know, some yeah. of them hit, some of them bust. So if someone is coming towards you asking for your 104 and your 108 and they want to give you a proven talent, just evaluate your team and see where you're at. Like, is if I get this player right now and I trade away these two draft picks, is this going to move me closer to the championship? Mm-hmm. If it is, make that move. Yeah. That's all I got. Cool. Frank? Don't sleep through your draft. <laughs> Remember Brian last year? <laughs> Literally don't sleep. He fucking slept through his the whole like first half of the draft, which was hilarious. No, all of it, dude. The whole thing, huh? Yep, what the whole thing. Game. I mean, he only had, what, two like two or three picks or something like he that? He had yeah. two picks. So, I mean, he still, auto-drafted two quarterbacks. Which yeah. Is, <laughs> That's hilarious. 
<laughs> which is hilarious. Uh, yeah, guys, my tip just to close out is to trust your gut, right? I'm going to kind of piggyback on what D was saying. Don't be afraid to flip a pick for a proven player if your team is in, is, is in contention, right? So if you have a bunch of, you know, win now players, you have a Josh Allen, you have a Travis Kelsey, you have a Devontae Adams. Push your chips in. Push your chips in, man. Those are win now players. You need to surround those players with other winning players. And we don't know, like you said, D, what those picks are going to become. So if there's a chance you can get proven talent for unproven talent, then by all means, go for it. Maybe you got to blow that team up in a couple years, but... But hey, man, if it gets like you, you one, it's we, better we than play, none. We play to win the game. Uh, also, really quick, guys, before we close out, really fast, just quick around the table. 1-1 in Dynasty. In Dynasty? Yep. Bijan. Bijan. Also Bijan. Um, do you guys think Bryce does anything this year? Not enough Bryce to be Young? fantasy relevant. Yeah. Not in redraft. Yeah. Dynasty. Me either. Superflex, yeah. Just yeah. thinking off the top of my head for Dynasty. Yeah, purposes. QB2, Superflex, I think. 100%. We'll see. All right, guys. Thank you so much, boys. It was fun. Until next time. Later, guys. Late. Cheers.